Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. And so, that was who, Muhammad ibn Hamul al-Sadiq, the Grand Master of the Order of Sorcerers, truly was. And it was he that now entered the fray against the forces of Jafar, as their ifrits raised the main harbour of al-Wahid to the ground. Oh, yeah, I see. But uh, what happened to these uh, two fire jinn who had been running amok, burning everything to cinders then? Ah, well, Muhammad ibn Hamul ended their run of fun in one fell swoop. If you wish to know more, we must return to the logbook of Amru Lace. Oh, yeah, well, uh, let us uh, just do that then. Captain's Log, Il Calendario Veneno, Il Tre Mesembre, Imperial Calendar, 1432. It was death upon death, devastation upon devastation, until suddenly there was a massive explosion out in the bay, and the entire harbour was doused in salt water, smothering both the flames and the gin. Everyone looked on in surprise. Everyone except Jafar, who spoke unto himself. At last he has come, and we can finish this. Before addressing the entire crew. The architect of the terrible attack on the sacred shining dome of Lashik is at hand. Death to the infidel. Vengeance for the fallen. And with that, he took a moment to speak quietly to Mohammed Bey before leaping onto his flying carpet and taking to the sky. What? Wait a moment, Master Keeper. So this logbook does not say what happened to the uh, djinn at the harbour then? Knock, stone across, Heinrich. You're as bad as my mother. Whenever something in a story is not immediately resolved and explained, she's there, interrupting and asking questions that are usually about to be answered by the very narrative itself. Indeed. As Petr, an, an old Gospodar shipmate of mine, oft used to say. Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is true, Master Tavernkeeper. Patience is indeed bitter. But uh, where is this uh, sweet fruit, then? <laughs> Come on, Heinrich. Why don't you just relax 
and uh, follow Petra's advice. And in due course, all will be revealed. Captain's Log, Il Calendario Veneno, Il Tre Mesembre, Imperial Calendar, 1432. It was now Mohammed Bey's turn to address the crew. Jafar goes to fight the evil sorcerer behind the attack of the Shining Dome. But he is not alone in this fight. We too must play our part. For look yonder. And lo, did we behold nothing less than one of the kin of the dread Triton himself. One of the semi-divine elementals of the sea, akin to a man in form and shape, but wrought large in blue-black seawater. Triton? Why do I know that name, Master Tavernkeeper? Ach! Heinrich, how did I know that you were going to interrupt again? <laughs> it's fine, Master Alchemist. I'll tell you what, Heinrich. Let me finish this part of the tale, and then I'll tell you all about Triton and his kin, and then we can return to the tale of Jafar. Hopefully uh, that'll sate your rampant curiosity for a spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, Master Tavernkeeper. I'll try and uh, remain stum. Please continue. Panic spread through the crews of all the ships under my command, and I, Amrures, shouted out to Mohammed Bey in desperation. We cannot fight such a thing. It is a demigod of the seas, a son of man and himself. Mohammed Bey shot me a look and answered with a sneer. Fool! Coward! Most benevolent Jafar does not expect us to fight. He expects us to run and take the creature with us. Harden your heart and steer us out to sea. You can do that, can't you, Captain? I nodded, shame at my cowardice, filling my boots. Then be about it, you half-wit for the beast has spotted us. And so it had. We signalled the other ships by heliograph to flee to open water as quick as possible as we ourselves turned tail. The elemental was already on the move by now. He quickly reached one of our outlying vessels that had drifted too close to the ruined harbour. It loomed large over the boat for a moment, I fancied I could hear the screams of its crew even being so far away before. Drawing up a gigantic crustacean-encrusted trident from the depths and impaling the ship upon it, raising it high into the sky, then tossing it away to crash into the sea, smashing it to smithereens before neatly disappearing beneath the waves. (laughs) 
The surviving boats fled in all directions, leaving the creature unsure which to follow. It did not hesitate for long, though. Sudden purpose gripped it, and it launched itself forwards and towards our very own vessel. Its sudden movement gave us a gift, though, as a great tidal wave preceded it, pushing us beyond its grasp, but also into the eye of an unnatural storm that had seemingly sprung out of nowhere. The winds blew us this way and that. The sky darkened and driving rain, accompanied by lightning and thunder that arced down from the shadowy gloom overhead, threatened to sink us with sheer weight of water. Every hand was either pumping water out below deck or on deck, stopping the sails from being ripped away from the mass as we tried to get every modicum of momentum from the gale that assailed us. But, despite the difficulties, we kept afloat and kept ahead of the primordial Lord of the Sea, even as it brought everything it had at its disposal to drown us in its embrace. We skirted around the whirlpools it threw in our path. We drove through the giant waves it threw against us. We dodged the limbs and jaws of the sea beast it summoned to catch us, until suddenly, in a heartbeat... It all stopped. He was gone. The sea was calm, and all was as if our ordeal had been no more than a dream. We couldn't believe it. Had it not been for the many injuries suffered, the numerous crew missing, and the horrendous damage to the boat, I could have believed it but a dream. Mohammed Bey was quick to reassert reality. He ordered us to return to the Sorcerer's Islands. Immediately. This, of course, we did. And what did we find? Victory. Jafar had taken the island single-handedly. And so this is where the details with regards the invasion found within the logbook of Captain Amru ends. To find more information on the uh, Titanic battle between Jafar and Muhammad ibn Hamuel, we must turn to the poet laureate of Lashik at the time, Abu bin al-Kindi, and his poem, The Clash of the Sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs>